It is September, and we are officially in the first week of the NFL. College has already started two weeks. I mean, I guess technically one week. Zero week doesn't make sense. Regardless, Pac-12, 13-0 to start off the season. USC having a game in zero week and winning. But it is the best time of year. The leaves are starting to fall. It's getting a little colder. But football is here. I'm Tim Kelly. This is Courts and Fields. Well, making his triumphant return, I feel like I always say that, but it is always triumphant when Kevin Mendelson joins us. Kevin, how are you? I always feel pretty triumphant here, even uh, even though my predictions always have me feeling less than. Uh, you know, I, I, I can always feel good coming on here and knowing that I have a platform to say just some of the most ridiculous nonsense I can think of. Well, we're glad to offer you that platform. Me and uh, <laughs> producer Stormy are... Uh, Ready? Oh, she is. Oh, boy, she is. She's not happy to be hearing your voice. Uh, well, uh, you know, I bet that's why this time it's lucky that uh, that I'm in my own remote bunker, uh, hidden away from both the the eyes of doom and the the clawless paws of destruction. That's true. That is very true. Um, so speaking about all of that, uh, paws of destruction. No, um, the Clemson Tigers losing 28-7. to Take that, Dabo. No, but uh, football season is upon us. I, I, as noted on this podcast, do not like Dabo Sweeney, but I don't know why I'm wasting the most wonderful time of the year talking about Dabo Sweeney. So let's <laughs> get down. Let's start with college football. Uh, a, an enjoyable weekend. Um, had some... Uh, had some fun games, some entertaining games. Uh, what were your takeaways uh, besides Kansas's big victory to start the year? You know, it's funny. The, the Jayhawks win, uh, win 48-17 over, over Missouri State like they're supposed to. It was, uh, it was a 17-10 game at halftime. And Jalen Daniels, the uh, presumed Heisman top three candidate with, uh, with Michael Penix and some other Jay Brown that, that probably won't even make the stage. Um, you know, he uh, he out with back tightness, so uh, they went with Jason Bean, who was last seen throwing a some kind of prayer into who knows where into the night in the Liberty Bowl back in December. Still <laughs> couldn't figure out what that play was that they were running, but you know, Bean looked good, uh, offense looked good in general. Devin Neal, I think, had a, had a 48 yard touchdown and on his very first carry of the season, so. You know, it, it took the it took the offense a while, and and that's why D one teams schedule these one double A or I'm sorry FCS teams. Yeah, get it uh, right. <laughs> typically, that's why they schedule them in the tune ups, just so that way they can they can kind of get things sorted out. And it was a, a very, I guess you could say, workmanlike um, thirty one point win. Uh, they you know turned it on in the fourth quarter and and just made it happen there. But you know just looking at my conference and, and seeing teams like Texas state uh, winning at Baylor uh, Houston, <laughs> Houston beating uh, UT San Antonio by three uh, Texas tech going to Wyoming and losing in double overtime. And then 
you know, the darlings, BYU, only putting up 14 points against Sam Houston State. Yeah, they win 14 nothing, but 14 points, not really the most impressive. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's always a good start to the season. And I love week one of any football season because right now we're all the worst team or the best team, depending on if we won or lost that first game. <laughs> well, it's, it's an interesting uh, weekend. Well, one, a uh, friend of the show, Cody Peterson, going to be very upset that you referred to Caleb Williams as a jabron, if you were even <laughs> referencing Caleb Williams. Uh, I don't know. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Uh, he took that USC blood money like Jennifer Cohen. But uh, I will say the um, an interesting weekend. I mean, obviously, we will always talk Huskies. Uh, I, I said in the intro uh, of the pod, Pac-12, 13-0, thanks to USC playing in Week 0, which don't get me started with Week 0, but 13-0, the first time that whatever this conference, I think it was the Pacific Coast Conference at the time, first time since then that uh, teams have started uh, undefeated in non-conference play. So it's it's a very – it's just kind of hilarious, you know, with uh, – with how everything is going, you know, uh, that this is the year. But Huskies playing Boise State. I attended the game. A rough, a little bit of a rough start. Um, but, uh, you know, the I mean, by rough, they were down 9-7. to seven, And then all of a sudden, it was a 56-19 to 19 final against a decent Boise State team. I mean, we don't know how good they'll be. But it wasn't like uh, some school to the south – of us that uh, dropped 81 points, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, good, good job guys. You're looking real tough. You know, it's uh, they're, they're, they're making up, they're trying to overcompensate for something. That's all I'll say about, uh, you know, it's, I've always heard that the, that the uh, emblem on the helmet is not just the letter, but also a symbol. Yeah. So it uh, personifies something, and I'm not going to be the one to say what it is. Well, there's that. It also tells you how many national championships that they've won. That's uh, the one. There you go. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought, okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, good. Glad we're on the same Depends page. on the placement, yeah. I guess, really. Yeah. 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 But big win. I mean, yeah, a good win. Didn't get them too many style points in the polls. UW moved up to eight. Oregon, uh, I believe, moved up to 13. Uh, I mean, obviously – Utah taking down Florida was huge for the conference perception. I mean, granted, Florida is probably a middle-of-the-road SEC team. But the big, big victory was your boy, Coach Prime. Yeah. uh, Knocking off him and his Colorado Golden Buffaloes, knocking off the TCU Horn Frogs. And I just have to say, you follow TCU because they're in the conference. Uh, Sonny Dykes got that team to the national championship game. It was all with Gary Patterson's players, right? Yeah, uh, you know, it, and it's one of those things that after the game, everyone's going, oh, man, you know, TCU, they, they finished third and they, they they made it to the national championship. And obviously, you know, no one ever is going to talk about the score of that. And that's probably best, uh, best okay. left silent. It's one of those, hey, you made it to the title game. How'd you do? We made it to the title game. Good job, everybody. <laughs> uh you know, and there's what, like three starters left on that defense from last year. Uh, yeah. Max Duggan's gone. Uh, uh, their top wide receiver's gone. Johnson, Quentin Johnson's on the chart. That's so yeah. 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 And and so a lot of turnover. And, and obviously, you know, they're going to start the year seven, you know, ranked 
based off of reputation and, and what, um, what the pollsters think they're going to be. And so, you know, week one, again, it's, it's the best and worst time. Cause now you can look at TCU and go, man, they're, they were in the national championship game last year. Now they're not ranked uh, and, and look sloppy, but I mean, 45, 42, it was, it was a shootout type game. And that's the kind of game you want to see week one of the season when, you know, you've got, obviously the, we talked about it last time. Uh, I think I was on with, about Dion and, and Coach Prime and, and how Colorado was going to look, basically importing the entire Jacksonville State squad. And I don't think anyone saw his son going off for, for 500 yards and and four TDs. So, you know, Shadur Sanders looked like just a, a god in that game. Yeah, it's it, very interesting. I, I think with him, I mean, people are saying, oh, he was the most impressive quarterback this uh this weekend, I, I I think he was very impressive. I I'm one of those ones. It's kind of like same thing with UW. I want to withhold judgment to see how good of a year Boise State has to see how good of a team TCU is because this TCU team, you know, if they're a six and six squad in in the uh, Big Twelve, you know, I mean that that's like you said, that's very different from the national ten. You know, they're not the national contending team. Just like Colorado wasn't the one-win team from last year either. Right. You know, when you bring in, I think it was one one five-star in Hunter, who we will talk about, uh, Travis Hunter, uh, mm-hmm. three four-stars and like 33-star, you know, players. I mean, Colorado revamped their roster. Um, I uh, I like to see it, you know, I mean, and, and I know you do too in this sense. It's very pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's it's the underdog story. Uh, the guy that kind of just shows up and, you know, that's uh, that's Deion Sanders music. And then here he comes with the big upset and, and you know, shocks the world. And it's funny looking at the at the analytics on it and, and Colorado never, you know, for as, as much as they led during the game, they were up 24-14 at one point. And then, you know, in the third quarter, it just became silly where – you know, everyone's going back and forth and back and forth. They were never, they never hit the the positive win probability until uh, about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter when, uh, when they, t- when they went up 38, 35 and there were still more points to be had. It was, it was just insane. What a, yeah, that, that's a very uh, interesting game. All, just, yeah. And I, I was in a uh, bar on university Avenue in Washington watching it go back and forth. I thought TCU was finally going to be able to win it, but obviously did not happen. But uh, it it is just one of those things where you just wonder if, okay, so they play um, Nebraska this weekend. Mm-hmm. What happens if they lose to Nebraska? You know, does well, how, how do you think Coach Prime handles this if they were to well, lose? Well, I mean, he's already he's already had his uh, his press conference, you know, calling out all the haters uh, for yeah. <laughs> nobody believing in in Colorado. Which, I mean, I think we were all pretty justified, like you said, one win last year, importing uh, a whole bunch of players, basically telling all of the returning players from from the Colorado team last year that you know, hey, um, th- this is my team now, and you're probably not wanted. So, you know, yeah. hit the hit the portal. See you later, guys. 
you won one game. I don't want you here. And, and, you know, I, I think a lot of that is, is the prime vibrato, you know, the same swagger the guys had for uh, what, 30 plus years in, in football in general. And, um, so, you know, he was going to hit back. Uh, I think if they lose, it, it depends on how they lose. Uh, Nebraska lost, what, they're, they're like 25th, 26th, uh, one-score game in the last five years <laughs> last week and, and found a way to do it in hysterical fashion. So, you know, it's going to be one of those games that, that it's it, – Colorado could be up by, by 14 in the fourth, and you just won't be – you won't be confident until that hits zero because Nebraska could come back or Nebraska could be up and you still wouldn't feel confident because it's Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know what the game showed us. Um, if uh, uh, the game between Colorado and TCU, if that showed us that they have a good defense or don't have a good defense. Right. I well, mean, Yeah. Yeah, it's you know you're working out all the kinks. You give up, you give up 42 points. You give up 500 plus yards yourself. It's like, okay, wait, are we good on defense or did we just have a bad day because it was week one? Yeah, and that's you know that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, so what? I, I mean, it, it's really like we said. There's the Nebraska game, then they play Colorado State, which they should win, but then they got to go to Otson, and then they mm-hmm. host USC. All both in this month. Uh, I think, you know, I think that's a stretch that if they come out of it, um, if they come out three and two, uh, you know, like I said, obviously it should be, should be a fairly easy um, by the book, sort of, sort of win against Colorado state. Uh, you assume they, they beat Nebraska. I, I believe they're favored this week, uh, favored by three, which feels weird, but again, you know, you just don't know what you really have outside of week one. Yeah. Uh, but but I think because, you know, you really don't know what you have in, in Eugene. You know, Bo Nix is, is a Heisman candidate. Um, you know, like you said, they put up 81 on Portland State. So they they really didn't have to try very hard. I think it was, what, 50, 50 to 7 at, at half. And, yeah. you know, you could literally just run. You didn't even have to run a pass play the entire second half. And just go ahead and run the clock out on it. But uh, you know, we'll we'll see what what Oregon's really made of uh, coming up here. They go to Texas Tech this week. Um, you know, USC is going to be. I, I think that's going to be uh, a loss. That's why you know I'm thinking three and two for Colorado coming out of that first month. I think is I think anybody would take that if if you're a, a Buffalo fan. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, but I mean, just. Yeah, I mean, great to see. Uh, I mean, it stinks. I mean, since we last talked, well, you know, the conference has dissolved. So then it's just, yeah, it is, uh, it is, well, I guess the conference dissolved last time we talked. But, you know, just more, more dissolution. It just is a shame that this is all happening uh, while they are having literally their best season I mean, the most talent, um, you know, I did hear one person make a great point about the conference in the, the sense of, you know, no conference has benefited more from the transfer portal than the Pac-12. And, and you know, I'm like, wait. And then if you look literally Washington, Washington State, Oregon, Oregon State, 
USC, Colorado, Utah. I mean, so the 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 top teams, if you will, all mm-hmm. have their quarterback came in for a transfer. Arizona, you know, got the Laurel from Wazoo. I mean, just guys have come from all over to be quarterbacks for these teams. Yeah. Well, and and you know, it's funny we we talked last time about you know where where do these where do the rest of the the Pac-12 schools go? And obviously, like you mentioned, you know, further further dissolving the conference was it uh, Stanford and Cal now part of the ACC coming up. <laughs> so leaves, uh, leaves Oregon state and Wazoo to continue fending for themselves. And, and we talked about, you know, do they go to the mountain West? Do they, do they go to the West coast conference or, you know, wherever? And then they come out and, uh, you know, Wazoo 50 to 24 over, over Colorado state, uh, Oregon state 42, 17 over San Jose state. So it's like, okay, you want to, you want to put him in that, in that middle tier conference, they will feast on, on teams like that, at least week one. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. The only concern, you know, from a, from an Oregon state and a Washington state, you look at like Oregon state has their running back, Damian Martinez, and he, uh, very good running back, but he was trying, you know, teams were trying to get him this off season. Right. Mm-hmm. And he stayed, but then you wonder like, Oh, wow. Next off season, if they don't have a conference, is he dipping? You know, that's, yeah. So that's he, yeah. Where's, where's he going to maximize his, his name before, before that third, that important year before he heads to the draft. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, you never know what the coaches does. I mean, both Jonathan Jonathan Smith and Jake Dickert are both good coaches. So if a team like, I mean, I ju- I'll just throw out, you know, I mean, I don't think Shiano's leaving Rutgers and they have no ties to Rutgers. So maybe that's a bad example. But uh, let's say Gundy decides to leave Oklahoma State, right? Do those mm-hmm. guys get looked at by Oklahoma State? You know, you just, you just never know. Yeah, well, and and that's where the the carousel just never ends. You know, you have teams moving, teams going everywhere now, and and the the nomads and the teams that are gonna they're gonna decrease their their name value basically, depending on where they wind up. Uh, you know, do you stay in a do you stay with the school and and try and uh, maintain your loyalty, or or do you head to that bigger conference where you know your name's going to be out there more? Yeah, it's a, a great question. Uh, speaking of great questions, I have one for you. Yes. Uh, any, anything else stick out from you this week in the, uh, you know, first week, though, technically second week of college football? First and a half week, kind of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, there we go. Uh, you know, I, I watched the uh, LSU-Florida State game uh, Sunday, uh, was that Sunday night, Sunday evening? Um, really surprised by by how I don't want to say effortlessly, but how easily Florida State handled them in the second half. I mean, a seventeen fourteen game at halftime turns into a forty five twenty four blowout. Uh, yeah. you know, big you know, huge game for for Florida State. I think we we've seen them kind of kind of meander back and forth between kind of mediocrity and their back, and now you know a, a statement win like that vaults them into the top five. I think they're, I think they're officially back. Um, you know, just, uh, just a very, very impressive win. Cause you know, you get those, those week one showcase games and, and that was the one and it was, it was a heck of a game. 
Yeah, it was interesting. Kind of close at halftime, and then, boy, they just just broke it open. Uh, always nice to see Brian Kelly, not my father. Uh, <laughs> you know, he he's uh, you know he's kind of a creep, right? I mean, let's let's let's, let's call it what it is. Uh, always nice to see him kind of embarrassed on a uh, on a high on a on a big stage like that. Did, did he use his southern accent to console the team at at or at uh, after the game? Uh, just, could you could you maybe do an impression of it for me? Uh, you know, I, I I don't know. No, I don't think I really could. I it's I think any southern accent I do is going to come out sounding more uh, more George Bush than than anything. And well, I'll try. Gonna, for that, you. Nobody wants that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. My family. I, I think I, I didn't do it justice there. Family, nah. you know, but yeah, very bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just, it's crazy to think that, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's the big high. The, the, the great thing about a school like LSU is they don't overreact to anything. So we'll, we'll see how, we'll see how two losses to Florida State. And I mean, and the other thing too is they just get curb stomped in these games. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, no real, I mean, not, not that I can think of no real, well, I mean, I, 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 well, I did, I touched on it to begin with, uh, Clemson just going to Duke with a new offensive coordinator and just getting stomped 28 to seven. Yeah, that was a weird one. I, I watched, uh, I watched a majority of it, it was seven, six at half and, and good defensive battle. And, and then Duke just blew it open in the second half, and and Riley Leonard uh, just kind of did it all. 175 yards through the air, 98 and a, and a score on the ground. Uh, you know, Duke Duke was a really good team last year. Surprisingly good. I think won nine, eight or nine games. Won a bowl game. Um, you know, it was it was very much uh, one of those. Hey, you know, these guys are coming back. They're bringing this guy. They're bringing. Uh, they're bringing their big quarterback back. Why are they not ranked? And they popped into the rankings at 21 this week, so that makes sense. But it, it felt like they were underrated and they were angry about it going into that game. Yeah, that was an uh, <clears throat> impressive second half. And like you said, I mean, just just another team that, uh, you know, getting disrespected, uh, like you said, and, and felt it. And, and I, I don't think – you know, I mean, I don't think people are afraid of Clemson. You know, I was talking with somebody today about it, and it's like, you know, we we kind of got spoiled. Well, not we, not that we're fans of the teams, but what Urban Meyer did, and what uh, Nick Saban, or as one of my former roommates used to call him, Nick Saban, what they <laughs> did isn't normal. Uh, even Pete Carroll at USC, you're supposed to have a little bit of depth. A, a little bit of a dip, right? I mean, but those guys would maybe have a one-year dip. And and, and granted, Dabo's won double-digit games every year. But you just know the last three years they haven't had a title contender. Yeah, and, and coaches like that and schools like that, their their version of a dip is going from, you know, 12, 13 wins and, a, and a, you know, playing, playing in the playoff to 10 wins and playing in a, in a New Year's Six game. It's, yeah just like it's not normal yes and i mean look at this year it's kind of that same thing they're not going you know i mean they already have one conference loss mm-hmm. so basically and i i don't know you know those 
those conferences, I don't know how the standings are. You know, it's the leaders and the legends, or yeah, well, no, that, <laughs> but you know, you have all these different conferences. At, you know, they all do it differently. But I mean, uh, when you're playing, I mean, you were talking about Florida State earlier. That's a team in their conference. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and uh, you know, if Cristobal gets Miami uh, rolling, which Miami, you know, I mean, granted they're playing Miami of Ohio, but they handled. They handled their business, so it's definitely a uh, – it could be a long year for Dabo. Uh, it's been a darling for a few years. Again, uh, there are some people that listen to this podcast that think I do not like Dabo Sweeney, and I can, in fact, confirm that I do not. But uh, <laughs> any, anything else uh, college football-wise? Not a great slate of games this weekend. Notre Dame and North Carolina State. Nebraska, Colorado, Utah, Baylor, I guess that's interesting. Ole Miss and Tulane. Uh, you know, you got the, the, the Texas-Alabama rematch. Oh, there you, there you, go. Uh, you know, two schools that, you know, I just I, – I am such a big fan of. Uh, after their, their really kind of chaotic back and forth, this is a defensive SEC slugfest type game last year. Alabama won 2019 at Texas. Um you know, and now it's another one of those things. Texas is "quote unquote" back again. Um, you know, they seem to they seem to be back more than uh, more than anybody should realize. Like every other year, they're back. So and that's that's kind of the that's the marquee game this weekend. It'll be uh, and well deserved at the top top eleven battle. So um, yeah, that that Ole Miss Tulane game should be a lot of fun. Tulane, of course, coming off winning the uh, winning their bowl game over USC last year, and and starting off one and oh as well but yeah the the headliner is always going to be that texas alabama game yeah texas a&m and miami could be an interesting game uh speaking of schools that are quote unquote back uh those two always like to enter that fray Uh, um let's see uh yeah and then you mentioned earlier oregon and texas tech and then uh a sneaky sneaky good one uh it's Wisconsin at Washington State. Uh, yeah, well, Wazoo went in and didn't they win at Camp Randall last year for and no one could figure out how they did it? Yeah, that is very true. And th- what's more surprising to me, and I don't mean this in a condescending way, usually Wazoo, when they play a, another power conference school, they bail on the trip to Pullman or in the past – uh, they played Oklahoma State, and that game was played at, uh, well, whatever it was at the time, Seahawks Stadium. So I think, I think it was uh, before. I think it was Questfield. I was actually at that game. Oh, I went to that you? one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. You you had to go support your conference, huh? Uh, basically, yeah, and uh, you know, cheap tickets and and uh, and a love of college football. Yeah. Well, and you know, you got to see Gundy, and that was at peak. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> Come after me. Yeah, that was, I think he was, I think he was mid forties by then, but he, and it was like pre super mullet. So he, he kind of had the, uh, the, the crew cut and the mullet was starting, but he wasn't all the way there yet. I, I don't think he had fully committed to it. Uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was definitely, <laughs> it was, it was mid forties Gundy. He, he had, he had calmed, but not enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, no, Gundy, uh, yeah, but, you know, great for the Cougs uh, getting this home game. I mean, 
And I mean, I hate to say it in terms of uh, the way college football is looking right now, probably their, you know, last big name opponent non-conference coming into town, you know, because it doesn't sound like uh, them and UW will be meeting up anytime soon. But which, uh, which like we talked about last time is, is really disappointing. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. you, you, you got to keep a, a rivalry like that going. It's in state. Yeah, they're separate conferences, but, you know, I, I would love, as an outsider, uh, you know, we talked about the, the Florida-Florida State games, the, uh, you know, Colorado and Colorado State, the Holy War before it, it goes to the Big 12. Oh, yeah. Like, all of that stuff, like, keep those in, con- or, you know, out of conference games, but keep the in-state rivalries. No, I'm right there with you. Um, you know, it's – now I heard uh, – I was listening to a – local uh station that deals in these uh sporting matters and uh you know they were talking to someone who uh might be uh work on the wsu broadcast and they were saying you know they they don't even want to play it if it's not uh you know they, they want the game last game of or you know the thanksgiving week um and you know not not september but mm-hmm. play it you know, this traditional two days after Thanksgiving or sometimes day after Thanksgiving. I don't know. I mean, it's hard with the conference, you know. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's all about scheduling. If if, I feel like even as, as cold as this whole thing has become where, you know, teams can, or schools can change conferences just because they, they feel like it, you know, if it's in state and it can be scheduled, like, that's less you have to spend on a travel expense for the year. That, that cuts a little bit out of the budget. So, you know, as you're, you're making your annual trip to Piscataway for, uh, oh, for that big God. clash with Rutgers, you know, you can, you can spend, you can have a little more for that one, but Hey, you're going across the state to Pullman to, to play the Cougs. Take it. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I grew up, I, I've, I mean, I haven't been to, I've always been to more, uh, Apple Cups in Seattle than I have Pullman, but I've been to uh, many Apple Cups in Pullman, and I've had snowballs thrown at me. I've had uh, <laughs> I had a friend's dad use his cane to kind of bring me by the neck. You know, it's been uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, uh, but you know, enough college football. We'll we'll break down some more in the uh, in the near future when uh, conference play really starts. Uh, one other college football game, as I say, enough college football. Stanford <laughs> at USC. USC 29-point favorites. The That's the Pac-12 after dark game this coming Oh, good. Game. Good. Yeah. So that means something ridiculous is going to happen. I well, that's wait. what I'm saying. That 29, it's 29 points right now. I'm going to have to say, you know, uh, you know, uh, no, that's going to be uh, – <laughs> That's the you know Stanford. Stanford's gonna outright win this game. Just just kidding. I don't really right. believe that. But well, maybe who knows? Pac-12 after dark. Can we do a quick interjection of baseball since we you know we 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 follow baseball? Uh, rough day for uh, rough little week for our Seattle Mariners. And by our, I mean mine. Um, I you know I've I've kind of kind of shimmied my way back onto the wagon a little bit. I have a I have a foot on the uh on the platform okay okay but, uh, yeah. i think that's part of the problem is I, i'm transferring some <laughs> some vibes man i don't know what's going on here yeah but the, a, a brutal 
Uh, Topa, who hasn't given up any runs or barely given up any runs the last month and a half, gives up a three-run bomb. And then Munoz, who won reliever of the month last month, blows the save. Walk off. Mariners lose. And then, coincidentally, the Houston Astros just smoked Texas 14-1. to So, uh, Altuve today. Three home runs. All in consecutive innings. The first, the second, and the third inning. Isn't that nuts? Uh, you know, it would be more insane if he didn't have the little buzzer telling him which pitch was coming. Uh, you know, the stain will never, will never go away. No, no, uh, no. That is a tattoo, and he didn't want to take the jersey off. That's all oh, right. That's right. Yeah. No. Um, uh, you know, it's it's weird. Uh, you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned Rojas, reliever of the month, and then then gets rocked, and and the Mariners. Does this mean they they lose the rights to Ken Griffey Jr. for for the remainder of the season? Uh well, I mean, I guess they lost. Yeah, I mean, this Griffey, is the 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 Ken Griffey Darby. Yeah, that's yes, that that's true. The, the, the Darby for Griffey. I mean, well, we took him from the White Sox. You know, White Sox legend Ken Griffey Jr. That's um, correct. Yeah, no, I I think it's right. Yeah, Munoz just blowing it, just just terrible. Um, and then you know, I it, it's funny because the Rangers are just they are just in like this meaty mediocre free fall. The Astros are, you know, I I got to be honest with you. The Astros fans, they just run their mouths. They wanted to fire Dusty Baker like three days ago after they got swept by the Yankees two days ago, whenever that was. <laughs> then, you know, they're sitting here saying, oh, Seattle's only going to – only good because they're beating up bad teams. Then, like I said, proceeded they proceeded to get swept by New York. But it's just – just, they just – they're running their mouths, Kevin. They're running their mouths. And, you know, you just – you know, after the Mariners swept them a couple weekends ago, they were, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, you know, Castillo and Kirby, the two all-star pitchers didn't pitch. But we'll see what happens. I mean, we still have uh, four weeks of games left, really, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, this was one of those series I was going to ask you, you know, with it being Houston and Texas and, and everyone and all, all three teams being, you know, within two games of each other, who do you root for in a series like that? Is it one of those, ah, let's, let's hope they split or, you know, Texas takes two or three while the Mariners take care of business. Uh, is it just one of those things where it's like, yeah, just let them beat each other up for a little bit and then, then take back over from there. So that's a great question. I've heard people uh, debate it both ways. I personally, uh, I mean, I, I think the Rangers, like we've talked about, have not been good. Um, so I, I was kind of hoping that they would actually take a bunch of games from the Astros, but the biggest thing is the Mariners, you know, their last 10 games are against the Rangers and the Astros. Mm -hmm. Seven of those games are against the Rangers. So some people's thought process, which I guess I can see, have the Astros knock out the Rangers, which they're doing, then the Mariners will be more control of their own destiny during that last weekend of the season or that last 10 days of the season. Yeah. And that makes sense. Cause then you can, then you can kind of put the nail in the, in the coffin on, on Texas and, you know, yes. focus on trying to overtake Houston and, and win the division or just solidify your own, you know, your own spot. Cause that, that division is going to come down to that last week, obviously with, with those teams playing each other. Um, it's, it's going to be just kind of a fight and, 
And plus, I mean, the really good thing is is every time the Mariners jump back into first, they can recreate uh, the the announcement after the game that this is the latest that the Mariners have been in first since uh, two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I got to say, it was nice waking up Monday morning, Labor Day, and being all alone in first place. Yeah, wow, that, that hadn't happened again in, well, since at in least 20 years. Yeah, yeah, at least 2001. I think maybe 2002 or 2003, it was Labor Day, too. Those were both just kind of the old choke jobs. But, you know, it, it is, um, you know, uh, you looking at statistics, the Mariners are, uh, the uh, stats say that they, projections, that's the word I'm looking for, not stats. Projections say they'll play Tampa Bay in the wild card round. The problem is Tampa Bay right now has five more wins than the Mariners. So that means the Mariners would go to Tampa Bay for a road playoff series. So it's really one of those things where they need to win the division or Tampa just needs to free fall. Now, the nice part about Tampa Bay or Tampa as they're called Mariners have a four game series with them Mm -hmm. starting on Thursday. So, they can, in a way, control their own destiny. Uh, and if they can take a bunch of games from Tampa and overtake them for that uh, top wild card spot, then they would get a home playoff game. Well, and they're and they're six and a half back from Tampa right now, so obviously oh, it's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah, it's not going to happen all in one weekend. But but you're absolutely yeah. right. You know, you take hell, take three out of four, and and that's going to give you that much more momentum. Um, where you know you you hope at that point Houston drops some games in in San Diego and and uh, Texas loses to Oakland because you know we just saw we just saw in person the the A's come in and with a with a cast of guys that not, that nobody could name uh, came in and beat a Mariners team with mostly guys that you could name uh, and then the, some that you couldn't and you know no Julio uh, no yeah. no Kirby starting. And and then uh, Ty France goes out in, in with the second or third inning after uh, after jamming his wrist. So it was one of those weird kind of games where it felt like it was it was destined to lose from the start, but you know the Mariners were right in it at the end. But um, yeah, it's 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 going to be a, a a really interesting weekend to see you know how close the Mariners can stay to that first place spot. I mean, was it they they finish up the the series um, with Cincinnati tomorrow? Uh, you know, you come out of this and you win, you win three of the next five and, and, you know, maybe Houston drops the, drops the finale there in Texas and, you know, gives you that, that, that spot back. It's a whole new ball game by, by the time of the weekend again. Oh yeah. And the nice thing is, I mean, Mariners still have three games against the angels, three games against the A's, you know? So life comes at you pretty quickly. Dodgers are in there too, though. <laughs> yeah, well, and wasn't it last year that that uh, that the Mariners were would have issues with uh, with Oakland and and with Texas, like with those bottom bottom of the division teams, they were they were kind of struggling with, and that's that's really what kept them out of that uh, that home that home wild card game. Yeah, yeah, Texas more so because last year, I mean, the the last two years, according to the Tim Kelly Research Institute, uh, <laughs> the Mariners are like. 26 and three against Oakland. Ah. 
the last two years, which, you know, coincides with Julio's uh, whole Mariners career, which he's only mm-hmm. lost. When he's in the lineup, they've only lost twice. Um, but, yeah, it's – yeah, they, they've struggled with those, and they, and they bring it, you know. I mean, they play Houston very tight, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Houston fans – they talk a lot. Uh, I mean, I think they're learning finally that, you know, they don't run the division like they used to. Um, but I, I'm with you. I mean, if Texas – be nice for Texas to get uh, – take one from Houston because that, you know, I mean, it, it's got to be hard for Texas to go out, get swept by Houston and feel like you can still win the division. I mean, you still can, but, I mean, that's just a momentum killer, you know. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you come out of that, and you're you're what you're still three games three games behind them, and you know not much left to go, but but you still can sit there and go, well, hey, we just got bullied and, and you know had the dirt kicked in our face in our own house, but hey, we could still you know we can still make a move. Yeah, we're, we're we got three this. games back. <laughs> we got this. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. We'll uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun month. Uh, get a helmet, right? Um, yeah, it's it's nice to be able to talk playoff baseball for a team that, that's actually in contention. Uh, the Oakland A's and the Royals, the only two teams officially <laughs> eliminated. So, you know, I really wasn't sure what I was going to contribute here, but I'm all for it. Hey, you know, it, it's funny, too, because, right, you know, like when I started doing this podcast uh, in the shadow of a pandemic. No, but, you know, in 2020, you know, I, I'll be honest with you, I – I didn't really watch baseball that pandemic year. I was kind of, I don't know, checked out. I, I enjoy the minors and the minor leagues, uh, you know, all that stuff. And, and you know, that, that wasn't happening. And then, you know, you're just like, okay, cool, baseball, fun. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then, you know, I was working and the games were being played. But to me, the crowd adds a huge atmosphere to it too and not being able to go. And then 2020 – one, it was still kind of that way, but you know, Julio and uh, Kelnick were on their way, you know, and then it kind of re-energized everybody. I think. Yeah, and that, and that the play, you know, have being in the playoff hunt until that last weekend of the season, and and literally yeah. came down to the last three games, and really put really put that energy back into the city, and and finally got people excited for baseball again for you know, the second half of last year, because it was kind of a struggle the first part. It really was. It really was. But speaking of uh, excitement in the city of Seattle, the NFL season is about to start. The Seattle Seahawks went to the playoffs, but, you know, they'll they'll play this weekend. They play the Rams, which will be an interesting game, which we will talk about a little later. But uh, Kevin – Happy football season to you. And a happy football season to you. It's the uh, one of the most wonderful times of the year. It is, uh, you know, you get the college football season back, even with the weird week zero, and, and you know that, that the big boys are just around the corner. And, and then you have no idea how you're going to watch the games unless you have YouTube TV for some reason. And, uh, you know, it's – it's gonna, it, yeah, no, I, it's it's an exciting time. I'm I'm ready for uh, for things to come back and and get it going again. So I mean, it, not to be cliche, and then immediately going into a cliche, uh, 
So who you got for your Super Bowl picks? Uh, no, but who, who do you think is going to be the best in the AFC? Who do you think – I mean, who, who do you see uh, – do you have some division winners? You know, the AFC is a bloodbath, right? You know, it, it is just an absolute – uh, you know, I know I know we use this in the parlance of sports and, and some people get all weird about it, but it is just an absolute war zone uh, trying to make it through the that conference every year now that – you know, Cincinnati's been the back-to-back AFC championship games. They, it's one of those, they have, they have Kansas city's number. So maybe, you know, but you can't pick against Patrick Mahomes, but then maybe this is finally the year, the, the year of the last three years or four years or whatever, where Buffalo really turns it on and, and makes that next step. But then maybe the Jets could sneak in because of Aaron Rodgers and the, the, the weapons they have on offense, but maybe Miami could sneak it. it, it no one has any clue what in the heck's going to happen. Um, I think until, I don't know. I, I think I, I said something similar to it last year and, and then immediately picked against them, but uh, you know, it's hard to pick against uh, pick against Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. Um, you know, Justin Herbert got the, got the monster, the monster deal. So the chargers are expected to, to win now. Um, Cincinnati, obviously, like I said, they're they're going to be right there uh, up to the end. They've got basically everybody on the, the last year or two of their of their rookie deals. So this this is going to be a really interesting season to see what they what they do with Burrow and, and Chase and Higgins. And you know, the most of the AFC East. You know, I'll, I'll try and be realistic here and and say the Patriots are going to the AFC Championship game. Uh, you know, may not may not make it all the way. It just depends on. Uh, on how Mac, uh, on how McCorkle's feeling that McCorkle. that day, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea how to where to go with this. So you know, I might just default to to saying the Chiefs go back to go back to another Super Bowl out of the AFC. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I believe last year I picked Buffalo, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, or did I pick Tennessee? I don't remember. I picked somebody who disappointed me greatly. I picked the Chargers, so whatever you picked couldn't have been worse. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> what you act like the Chargers had an epic, uh, you know, choke job in the playoffs, but uh, not something they're known for ever. Not no, no, not at all. Uh, I'm so looking at the divisions. Right, you've got you've got the AFC South, where a lot of people think, okay, uh, it's Colts got a rookie quarterback. Um, who uh Texans have a rookie quarterback. Texans, there we go. Texans have a rookie quarterback. Uh so really is it gonna come down to the Titans and the Jaguars? Well, I think you know, the Jag the Jags should have uh the momentum in their favor now after that, you know, playoff run last year. So I I, I think Jags are gonna take that division. I'm gonna have to say the North. Um I mean you, you can't doubt Cincinnati at this point in my opinion yeah you can't but I mean Lamar's coming back so that's true uh, so so Baltimore is going to be right back in it again uh we'll we'll hear the stat until until it ever possibly happens but Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season so Pittsburgh's always going to be kind of in the mix and 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 Cleveland is is going to be there um and that's a division that's that's going to be you know just a battle 
the classic rivalries where teams just just beat the hell out of each other, and uh, you know that's a that's in a division that could come out with a ten or eleven game winner, and that's that's what wins the division. Okay, can I say this as a Tomlin fan? Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I like that you don't know what I'm going to say, but you're allowing me to say. No, it. go uh, for it. You're, it's your show. <laughs> oh well, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> you know. That is a very impressive streak. However, let's not act like he's always had – it's not like he's he's not had – he's never had a losing season, but not all those seasons have been winning seasons Winning seasons either. There have been right. five, five hundos in there. Well, and now there's no such thing as 500. So, you know, it's uh, you either win or you lose. Unless well, I guess now you're not – Things get a tie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess couldn't factor math. In. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think Tomlin's a fantastic coach. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it, at some point that streak's going to end, and I think it's going to end with baby hands uh, <laughs> taking the snaps. But uh, the other, I, I just got to go with Cincinnati. That offense, very prolific. Uh, I love Lamar, but we'll have to see what happens with this new look, uh, you know, offense that everybody's really excited for there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The AFC East, uh, you know, everybody wants to go with your favorite team as the uh, last place team in the division. Uh, I don't know about that. I'm not sold on the Jets. Um. I don't know how good the Jets are going to be. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be can can Garrett Wilson repeat last year? Uh, can can Denzel Mims you know be a be a force again? Is Brees Hall ever going to be healthy? He's supposed to be suiting up week one, but uh, you know how quickly until Rogers loses his mind? Uh, you know they have a, a a good offensive line, but if if and when it struggles, uh, what, you know, are we going to see bad Aaron come out? And, you know, a similar thing we can ask with Miami is when does Tua get hurt? And how much can you trust Skylar Thompson to be your backup? I mean, obviously he played, played well in the playoffs and, and, you know, kept him close enough to a three-point loss at Buffalo. I mean, you're throwing the ball up to, to Hill and Waddle all day, so I think you're going to be okay there. But... You know, it's it's really Buffalo's division, but but yeah, a lot of a lot of money going on the you know maybe not money, but a lot of a lot of picks going going the way of the uh, J E T S Jets Jets Jets, and it's weird. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, if we swore on this podcast, we'd quote our uh, mutual I don't know if friends the right word, but admiration of Matthew Johnson, and say that's <laughs> that's. Very weird, brother. Except it's not yeah. the weird, word "very." Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think it's Buffalo's division to lose. I don't think the Patriots are going to be as bad. I mean, I think Belichick, uh, it, as weird as it is for the guy with the most Lombardies to get humbled, I think he mm-hmm. was humbled last year after he tried to go with Patricia and Judge as. He went with failed head coaches who weren't offensive coaches to be his offensive coordinator. I, I don't know what that was all about. I mean, I guess that is that just was that just a shot at Brady? I mean, I, I don't know. 
I think it was it was a it was a Bill Belichick ego ego heat check where he could go, you know, hey, I can I can literally win with anybody and then he didn't. And so he goes, Oh well, you know, and then they gotta push the, the button and you know, reset him again. But you know, it's it's like, I, and I know we talked about this before, where, uh, you know, getting a real coordinator in Bill O'Brien back, and and hoping that's going to be what, um, what's going to what's going to bring Mac Jones back because Jones was a Pro Bowler. Yes, he was an alternate, but he still made the Pro Bowl with better stats than Tyler Huntley. So, you know, don't at me on that one. Um, he was a Pro Bowler as a rookie. He had a, a really good year as a rookie, and. Give him a give him a true offensive coordinator and and just turn him loose again and, and you know have a have a, a strong running game with Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke wasn't Dalvin Cook like we had uh, we had talked about a couple times but yeah. but I will be I will be happy to feed Zeke and you know dude comes out with a two or three touchdown game in the in the first couple weeks of the season and you might see me uh, going on NFL shop and and finding a uh, finding a Zeke Elliott jersey that lasts for one season and then goes in the closet always to be forgotten. I was gonna say, yeah, I think he's I think I think it's just the corpse of Zeke at this point. But <laughs> man, I'm proven wrong. The weirdest one, speaking of Patriots, uh James Robinson, you know, they cut him. I don't mm-hmm. think he's been picked up anywhere. And that's just insane to me. Yeah. Uh dude had what a thousand yards for the Jags a couple years ago and, and like, just kinda like two years ago. Yeah. And even even in this new era of refusing to pay running backs and not giving them not giving them their due, uh, that's a guy that you know. If I put my Collinsworth hat on, here's a guy that could do a lot of good things for you. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can run. He can be a home run threat. And and it's weird that, like you said, it's weird that no one signed him. Excuse me. It's very weird, brother. Um... <laughs> Now here's a guy. Yeah, that's that's our uh, Collinsworth. Yeah, but I, I like like you said. I think it's Buffalo's division to lose. But hey, you know uh, a Josh Allen injury here, a Stephon Diggs um, lack of interest. Yeah, discontentment. A uh, Von Miller not recovering from injury. I mean, there's. It's not all. Uh, it's not all. Uh, sunshine and rainbows over there. So, no, it's it's not all broken tables and ketchup and mustard being splattered on everybody. Yeah, and let's not talk about what they throw on the field. Um, <laughs> bzzz, anyway, um, pro- somehow better than what they throw at uh, at international soccer games. That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at least it's not racist. That's uh, true. Yeah. So it'll be. Um, like I said, I think we we both kind of feel that same way about the division. And then, I mean, I don't even know if we really need to talk about the other division. Uh, I mean, I think it's Kansas City's to lose at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to get – okay. Uh, is uh, our friend Chris Berman says, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to go Buffalo over Cincy. Since he's going to knock off KC, that's going to be our AFC title game. So who, who's going to be the one seed? Is, is, does uh, does Kansas City get the one seed, or is it going to be 
uh, or, or is it Buffalo? I think it might be Buffalo, and I'll tell you why. I like I told you, I think I think the Patriots. I, I think Mac getting the bad habits out of last season, you know, with mm-hmm. with Bob, you know, hopefully maybe maybe it just happens this year, but you know, I don't think they. Uh, I'm a little concerned about their wide receiving core, as mm-hmm. I know you are as well. Uh, like I said, no faith in the Jets, no faith in in the Dolphins. So I think Buffalo will take the division. Kansas City, I think they are doing what Belichick did last year, and they're like, yeah, we don't really need wide receivers. <laughs> you know? They're they're going they're going the 2006 New England route where exactly. uh, Jabbar exactly. Gaffney and Rache Caldwell were the number exactly. ones, and they still made an AFC championship. Exactly. I, I mean, I think it's I think it's like I. I think Mahomes will be fantastic. I mean, Kelsey might have blown out his ACL. He, they said he didn't, mm-hmm. but that happened today. So your top receiving target is going to be banged up, and you've got who do you have? Re- well, I mean, you've got you've got an injured, uh, you know, a, a not one hundred percent Kadarius Tony. You've got a not one hundred percent Sky Moore, uh, Rasheed Rice, maybe. Justin Ross, maybe uh, MVS will be out there. Um, yeah, it, this is definitely an I could not name the majority of the, of the Chiefs skill position players, even looking at the roster right now. I'm like, who are half of these people? Well, and, and you know, you, you mentioned Justin Ross. Justin Ross, like, darn near almost died last year. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't remember if it was died. But, I mean, he had a very serious injury. Might not have been death. That might have been an exaggeration. But I remember, like, they weren't sure he was going to play. Yeah. Um, Moore is going to be a second-year guy. Rice is a rookie. MVS is MVS. I mean, if you're relying on him to make something happen, I mean, he's had his successes when he's had Devontae Adams or Travis Kelsey on the field for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of questions. I think – you know, I think sometimes the ego gets the best of us at times. Yeah, and and I think you know you mentioned uh, you mentioned Kelsey getting hurt today and and you know hyperextending the knee and and I think I think you could see uh, you can see Andy Reid holding him out on Thursday night. Um, I don't you know obviously he's going to want to play because he's because he's Travis Kelsey. He's missed like three or four games in his whole career. Uh, or I think since the 2013 season. Yeah, it's really and, he didn't play, but yeah, and, and the dude's just well. been a the yeah. dude's been a monster. He doesn't get tackled the way the Gronk used to. We've talked about that ad nauseum. So I'll you know try not to to tangent <laughs> there. Um, but I mean you know you get you get ten <clears throat> excuse me ten days rest go to Jacksonville. Week two games in Jacksonville are are those can be just just bonkers. Uh, Got Chicago, go to the Jets, go to Minnesota, and then comes then it starts the the division schedule. So, you know, there there's always going to be an end game there of of you know maybe you maybe you hold Kelsey out a game or two, uh, you know, hope that you don't start zero and two. And I, even if they do, I don't think anyone's going to panic like they like we've seen happen before with the Chiefs. Like, oh, they're they're right around five hundred at the midway point, or, or what's going on with them? And then boom, they turn it on and and hit a one seed and off they go to the playoffs. So I don't think there's really anything to worry about with them. Yes, it's, it's going to be 
going to be a rough lineup that, that first night. Uh, the defense has a lot of question marks, but, you know, just like, just like Tom Brady did in new England and, and, you know, to an extent, you know, maybe Russell Wilson did Peyton Manning did all these guys, the quarterback can, is going to hide some of the, a lot of those deficiencies. So, oh, if, if, you know, if he can go out and not get, not get turned into a, a red and yellow paste on the, on the grass by Aiden Hutchinson, uh, I think Mahomes will, you know, he's, he's going to keep the, he's going to keep the Chiefs in every game until Kelsey's back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm not worried about them winning games. I just think, you know, I mean, the Chargers are going to be new look with Kellen Moore at their offensive coordinator. Who knows? Maybe that, you know, maybe the team doesn't change the way it does things. Um, you know, Denver, who knows how good Denver's going to be? I mean, we're, we'll know in a month, you know, if Russ is washed or not. Yeah. You know, because I, I imagine he has the first couple of games, and if he's not picking up this, the system, I think he'll be th- benched. And then – you know, you've got um, uh, the Raiders who, I mean, I know I know you stand for Jimmy G, but, you know, can he stay healthy, you know? Well, can he, can he be healthy to start the year? I mean, yes. you know, you've got – and you already have Chandler Jones uh, uh, going off on, on the TwitX or maybe his Instagram uh, that, he, that he doesn't want to play for Josh McDaniels and – uh, you know, maybe he's 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 airing some grievances. We'll say. So, are the are the Raiders already in the in the nineteen nineties era of dysfunction all over again, or the the two thousands era? And I think they're the pretty clear last place team in that division. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right with the Chargers. Like, is Kellen Moore going to be the key to unlock to to I guess finally unlock Justin Herbert and and get him get him and that team over the hump and you know, I know we talked about it in the playoffs last year, but has a team been more cursed than the Chargers, and how do they break it? Yeah. So hopefully, you know, I would love to see just the the competition in the division. I think Mahomes is like fifteen and fifteen and zero, or was one like his last fifteen division games or something. The dude does not lose to the AFC West, and I, I think all all three of those uh, teams would like to be the ones to hang it on him. And it feels like we were singing a very similar tune last year when when Vegas beefed up their defense and, and Denver brought in Russell and, and the chargers beat, you know, got, got their defense all, all loaded up. Like, okay, they're all loading up to beat Mahomes, And then Mahomes just waxed the field again. Hey, you know what? Eventually we're going to be right. You know, one of these times, uh, the broken clock theory, or you throw enough, uh, you throw enough things at the wall and something's going to stick dog on it. There you go. So, uh, Bills, Bengals for me. Who, who for you? Uh, you know, I can see it as Chiefs, Bengals again. I think those teams. I just, I don't see Buffalo being trustworthy anymore. You know, they went to the playoffs, struggled against uh, against Miami's backup, and then just got blown out on their home field by by the Bengals. And uh, I, I'm just seeing this as you know, I, I keep making reference to it, but you know. The, the mid-2000s, it was Indy and New England. Indy and New England with the occasional Pittsburgh thrown in or uh, Denver, I think, one year. I don't know. It was, it was just those two teams constantly. And I think we're, we're in that era right now with, with Burrow and Mahomes. Well, and that's what I'm telling you. This is the 2006 <laughs> AFC Championship game for the Buffalo Bills, baby. 
Sorry. I, so I, wait. I, so wait. Are, are they are they giving the opponents the flu and turning the heat up and benefiting from just obnoxiously terrible calls, or are they having that done to them? Because I that's that's all I remember from that game. I think Rache Caldwell's still looking around. With <laughs> that's that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> so that takes us to the NFC. Uh, we have the, um, I mean, as you mentioned, maybe not a war zone. I mean, who is the second best quarterback in the NFC if we're going to say Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC? Um, I mean, you could make a case to say Matthew Stafford because he's won a Super Bowl. Um, you know, there's going to be people saying Dak because he plays for the Cowboys and they have to get all of the attention. Uh, you know, you're going to have people dropping in and saying Geno Smith because he's been to a Pro Bowl. You can say, and he, well, in the way he's turned his career around, you know, as, as we've talked about before, and um, somebody's going to jump in and say Brock Purdy because they're insane. I just I I don't know. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, is probably. I mean, I mean, the smart money is probably on Kirk Cousins or or Stafford. The money, yeah. I mean, you know. So it's like you know, it's 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 weird times. I mean, when you look at it, you know, when you look at it through that lens. So let's go through the division games. NFC East. Uh, well, it could be Daniel Jones, another quarterback. You know, I mean, he he improved his game with. Uh, Mr. Daybold, but uh, so you've got obviously the Washington football team probably bringing up the rear, but and I mean it's it's the Eagles, right? To repeat, or the Giants going to give them a run? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be the Eagles. Dallas is going to try and be sneaky like they usually are, um, and then you know they'll they'll find a way to to get into the playoffs and then burn out spectacularly and we will all rejoice. But I think they'll they'll be it's it's gonna be a really tight three team race. I don't think Washington's there yet. Uh you know it all just depends on on how uh, on how the quarterback play goes. You know, we we talk about it all the time, but it's the number one thing. Like is Jacoby Brissett gonna be the the guy? Can he overtake Sam Howell? Uh, I know Howell is the is the starter, but what if he struggles and you know, it's there's just so many questions at the skill positions outside of outside of Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson that it's there. There may be one year away from being back in back in some kind of real contention, but I, I think this division, uh, as always, is is going to be a battle. And I, yeah, I think uh, just to, to to do a really long answer for a short question, uh, the Eagles Eagles win the division and uh, some combination of the Giants and Cowboys both make it in the playoffs. No Super Bowl hangover, huh? Uh you know, I don't think so. I think though I think they'll have it week one on uh on Tom Brady Appreciation Day and uh you know hopefully Jersey Retirement Day, but that's that's just me getting ahead of myself here. Um it, it all depends on how teams figure out the running game uh of Philadelphia. If they find a way to slow down Jalen Hurts and, and not let him do the things he did in the Super Bowl and, and, you know, run for three TDs and throw for another one or another two and just kind of be the all-around monster that he was in that game, you slow him down a few times a year and, and that's when teams really take notice and figure it out. And 
And, and that's when the game plan comes in and, you know, they don't have, I mean, yeah, DeAndre Swift is a, is a big upgrade at, at running back with, uh, with Miles Sanders gone. Uh, the receivers are still, are still going to be strong. Devonte Smith is still there. AJ Brown, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, how, how do you keep them motivated outside of, you know, Hey, you lost a Super Bowl last year. Let's get back to it. Yeah. And I, and I also think, I mean, they are a team that, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think of the Seahawks that lost the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They, uh, they went to the playoffs the next year, you know, teams, you know, that they didn't have a Super Bowl hangover. They didn't have as good a year. And I don't think the Eagles will have as good of a year, but it's probably their division to win. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to be the favorites and they should be. And you know, they're, they're going to be a one or two seed coming out of there. So then that brings me to this. We have two interesting divisions for different reasons. Let's go the NFC North to start with. Mm -hmm. Who do you have taken the NFC North? You know, as weird as it is that there's that there's positivity and optimism surrounding the New York Jets, uh, it feels weirder that there's this there's this big push for for the Detroit Lions. Uh, you know, last year I think Minnesota was kind of the darlings of the division. They had a, a negative point differential and still won 13 games. Uh, I think Minnesota is the still the class of the division, but. But Detroit's going to push them. They're they're young. They finally have everything figured out. Jared Goff remembered his 2018 form, and and they're going to cause a lot of problems for people. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, it is interesting. We don't have a, a ton of tape on Jordan Love and the Packers, but if Jordan Love is decent, which in his one start against the Chiefs, he was not. But if he can be <laughs> decent – I think they have a good chance at, at surprising people as well. Uh, but, yeah, the Bears, I don't know. I, I don't think they're sold on um, Justin Fields. Um, and, they're you know, who knows about their defense. I mean, they do have a defensive coach. But, yeah, it's it, that uh, – I mean, I think uh, the Vikings, they have Cousins, they have Jefferson uh, – Cousins, though, as we've seen throughout his career, not a primetime player. Uh, no, no, he's uh, <laughs> struggles. Yeah, yeah. He, but he's got Jefferson, which is very nice. But yeah, I, oh boy, I tell you, I think it's going to be the Lions, which is very bizarre to say, and just waiting, waiting for us to be disappointed. <laughs> well, I, I think that sums up every Detroit Lions fan for the past like seventy years, I'm just That's ready for the disappointment. That's that is very that is very fair. So, with that, I think we can both agree on the winner of that division. What about probably the toughest division to pick, the NFC South? With yeah, there's there's just something about the South divisions. Yeah, South divisions with just no idea who's going to be good there at all. You know, Tanton. Weird barrage of quarterbacks. Like we said, between the two South divisions, three rookie starters. Mm-hmm. You have Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Uh, you have cast off and Ryan Tannehill. You have Desmond Ritter. 
Baker Mayfield, like Derek Carr. I forgot about Derek Carr. Listen, I I wondered after after the 2020 season when when the Patriots downgraded from Tom Brady to Cam Newton, like how could that be? How could that be matched? Where where in the world could there possibly be some kind of comparison to be made there? And then the Bucks said, "Hold my whatever beverage." Uh, people in Florida like to drink and went from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's going to be... I mean, yeah, he won a Heisman, but he's really not... I mean, and, and he had a few, you know, he had those those few nice games for the Rams last year as the as the emergency guy showed up and, and balled out after being in the locker room for maybe 20 minutes or something, and uh, you know, that's how he earned... <laughs> got, this, uh, got the deal to get him to Tampa, but you're... You, you're going Mayfield, Derek Carr, Ritter, and and uh, Bryce Young. Uh, I think New Orleans, just based on quarterback, New Orleans has the advantage in, in that division, but I could see Atlanta sneaking up on people. I I mean, granted, I know it's a huge downgrade at quarterback. It might be Tampa just based on the talent of all the other guys on the team, though. I can see that. Yeah, they still have Mike Evans, still have Chris Godwin. Uh, you know, Lombardi Lenny is, is gone, but, uh, uh, white white's there. Rashad white's still, still there. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can have just, you can have a lot of different guys thrown to, to Evans and Godwin and, and feel pretty confident. Also, I know people it's trendy to knock the Panthers. Frank Wright's the best coach in that division. Is he not? Uh, I think at this point, yeah, uh, you know, because <laughs> it's one of those he's he's won games. He's he can build the team up. There's really no expectation right now. They they just drafted Bryce Young, and so you know it's they've got a young a young team. Chuba Hubbard uh, backing up Miles Sanders, uh, DJ Chark do 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 to do. Feeling uh, yeah, Adam Thielen still still alive and kicking. Uh, Wazoo's own Desmond Patman uh, for some reason, and you know a, a defense that's going to be really under the radar, and they can make some plays. So I I could see what yeah I could I could get along with what you're saying, and Carolina could be could be sneaky and win some games. And they weren't terrible last year either. No, you know, they came, they came close to winning that division. So. Let's just say, I mean, it all depends how good Bryce Young is. I'm going to go and say the Panthers are winning the division. Wow. Yeah. Let's go. I like it. Go big. Well, I mean, Dennis Allen at New Orleans. Okay. I mean, we're getting more and more years away from uh, Sean Payton's influence on that team. Uh, Mm. What has Arthur Smith done? I mean, he does have some offensive weapons, but it's not like their defense has been – particularly great though they did beat the Seahawks and the 49ers last year so I guess I can't run my mouth too much uh and then yeah Todd Bowles not terrible uh had 10 wins with the Jets but uh, I don't know man I just I I, yeah I I kind of want to go I'm gonna go on a limb and say the Panthers football's a weird game man I like it any given Sunday any given Sunday blah 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 and then the division that, I mean, let's face it, is only going to be a two-team race. The NFC West, the Niners, the Seahawks. The Cardinals have already said 
they're not competing this year. The Rams yeah. are trying to act like they're going to compete this year, but probably won't be. Yeah, Cooper Cup's already out for uh, for his homecoming game on Sunday. They, they've already ruled him out. So uh, Stafford's going to be throwing to a bunch of guys that don't even want to talk to him. Uh, if you listen to his love wife's it. podcast. Love it. <laughs> so, you know, uh, he's going to be throwing to Tyler Higby a lot. There's your there's your defensive game plan uh, if you're a uh, Seahawks fan. Key in on number 89, and that shouldn't be difficult. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's really what, what happens if, if and when Brock Purdy struggles because it's going to happen – and at that point, you're putting your you're putting your future and, and your potential as the as the favorite in this division uh, in the hands of Sam Darnold, who hopefully is no longer seeing ghosts. All right, I want to I want to talk to talk to you for a minute here, uh, and, and everybody else that's listening. Uh, I, I do not like Shanahan. I don't like any of the Shanahans. Um, you know, I've never liked the Shanahan. I know Jim Rome says they're part of the Rat family, and I cannot talk about the Rat family because it's been. Oh no, that's been banned. So I'm not going to talk about the Rat family. But uh, let's just say Shanahan. Sure, he's been a good coach. Uh, I know he's gone to three uh, conference title games. Um, you know, McVeigh is a better coach than Shanahan, right? Am I crazy? I don't think so, no, because, I mean, Shanahan has blown two Super Bowls uh, in, in different capacities, but still as a, as a person in charge of things, uh, Kyle Shanahan has blown two Super Bowls. And McVay's only lost one, and that's just because he spent the majority of it being googly-eyed starstruck over Bill Belichick. That's true, yes, exactly. And then learned his lesson and came back and won. I, I don't know, I just, I, I just think sometimes – the moment's too big for your guy, Shanahan. Sorry, I shouldn't call him your guy. That was rude. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd be very upset if you said that about me. So I, I'm just joking. Um, yeah, I just it, – it, it, he uh, he's a good coach. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, like, again, when we talk about this ego, they're going in there with Mr. Irrelevant in his second year coming off a UCL, UCL injury and saying, this is going to be our quarterback. And then I heard somebody mm-hmm. say, well, you know, when he was at Iowa State, he made a lot of these bad throws and Shanahan's gotten that out of his system or something along those lines. I can't remember what it was. There was like right. something that Shanahan tweaked. And I'm like, oh, really? So this guy that went 265th in the draft or whatever it was is going to come in and be his – second year going to be leading a team to the Super I, I don't know. It just, it just reeks of ego for me. Oh, yeah. And and I think, you know, obviously, we're, you know, you can look at him and go, there's a reason this guy was the absolute last pick of the draft. And, you know, if he hadn't been – if he hadn't been Mr. Irrelevant, would anybody really care as much about his story? And, you know, would there be so much attention being paid to why they wouldn't keep the, uh, the very expensive – both in picks and salary, uh, top five draft pick that that they sent away for him. You know, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think. I think the the book is out on Purdy, and there could be some tough times. Obviously, you know, he's got got the skill position players behind him uh, to bail him out. But if he's not healthy, and if if Darnold's not 
not convincing, then then that team's in a lot of trouble, and, and that's the guy that's got to answer to it. Yeah, I mean, I think talent alone, they have a very good defense, though Bosa's a little upset. Mm-hmm. They have McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Oh, wait, guys who get hurt all the time. But if those <laughs> guys can stay healthy, they've got the talent. They absolutely have the talent. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I, I – I, as a Seahawks fan, I think they'll win the division. I just don't think the Seahawks defense is there. But I what? I don't think well, who's who is your Super Bowl prediction, I guess is my question. Or excuse me, let me rephrase that. Who what is the NFC title game? Uh I you know, I think I think Philadelphia uh makes it back to the back to the title game. Uh, I know we talked about the hangover before. I don't think they really have one. Because uh, you know, like like you were saying, you lose you lose in the Super Bowl, and all you want to do is get back to is get back to that game and right you know and right the wrong, and and really, uh, if it weren't for for one miserable half in Carolina, uh, the, the, the 2015 Hawks team would have been playing in a in another NFC Championship game. Exactly. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And hell, may have even gone back to the Super Bowl because they would have. You know, I don't see how they would have lost to to Arizona. In no. uh, in that title game, so you know, one crappy half derailed them from three straight Super Bowl trips. But um, yeah, I, I think it's Philadelphia, and I think San Francisco stumbles. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with uh, with with the most unclutch primetime player of all time, and and you know, I can see a Philadelphia Minnesota uh, NFC Championship game. All right, I'm gonna go. I think I think Philadelphia. I just think the talent's too much there. I'm gonna go Philadelphia, and you know, you, you thought I was crazy for saying the Panthers earlier. I'm gonna go Philadelphia, Detroit NFC title game. There you go. I like it. So, but Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl. Oh boy, that's tough. Those are two really insufferable sports towns, and I know that that's what I'm saying there. I guess <laughs> I, I just Philly to me is more insufferable because they've won some stuff and they act like they don't win. So let's go Buffalo, baby. Uh, I, I can't uh, I can't go with you on that just because of the divisional nightmare that that oh, would know, that that would cause. Uh, it'd be like you watching the, the watching the Niners hoist another trophy. Uh, I don't I don't think I could abide by that. So. <laughs> Um, I think I would. I, I'm looking uh, Cincinnati, Minnesota, and two long-suffering, uh, long-suffering franchises finally get their chance to to get off of the off the off the proverbial schneid. And man, just imagine that kind of a game with those two offenses: Jamar Chase and and Justin Jefferson just running back and forth in a track meet. Uh, I'd love it. <sighs> I think in that case, I would have to. I would. I would lean with Cincinnati. So a, a Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals over uh, over Minnesota. Well, that that's great. That's great. And I've got Buffalo over Philly. We'll see how wrong we are. Uh, <laughs> we'll get our weekly picks just now. I just wanted to take a shot at the 49ers and say, you know, them hoist, hoisting another Lombardi. You know, this is the twenty second year of this division format. And the Niners have yet to hoist the Lombardi since the Seahawks have been uh, in the same division as them. 
And you know what? As long as Dallas doesn't do it, uh, well, they haven't been to an NFC Championship game since '93. Uh, let's keep the streak alive. I think. Uh, I think I America heals every year. Ninety-six. Oh, was it? Oh, that's right. It was yeah, because they won it that year. That's right. Yeah, but Damn. yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> the point being, so let us do this. Our 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 favorite thing to do. Guess the spreads. If we were doing the Vegas Super Contest, blah 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 blah. So the first game I'm going with, and we're using the bad MGM line. It has since dropped. Lions at Chiefs. Chiefs are five point favorites. And wasn't I think it was about six, six and a half, and then Kelsey got hurt. Yep, it was yeah. six and a half. Yep. Um, and Chris Jones still hasn't hasn't reported. Uh, the the strength of that team is not the defense. And they're going in week one against a team that loves to throw the ball around. Um, uh, it's it's hard to pick against Detroit. It's as insane as it sounds, picking against Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes on Banner Night, opening night after he's won his second after he won his second Super Bowl. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna go nuts. Let's let's start the season uh, just completely upside down and and go with the Lions. Okay, see, I'm going the opposite way. I think it's Banner Night, and I know it's everything. I know I'm going with a team I have in the NFC title game against the team I don't have in the, in the AFC title game. And the team I'm saying, oh, yeah, they won't be as good because they don't have a this, that, and the other thing. But I, I think because it's Banner Night, I mean, what? Outright, the the champion, defending champ, has only lost, what, once or twice? Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't happen often. I think uh, what was the first one to lose was – uh, was the Giants in 08 well-deserved. Yes. And uh, I think Denver lost one uh, the year after they won uh, their – after they won their – their no, Baltimore lost the year after they won their ring. But that's because they had to go on the road to play in Denver instead of, you know, having oh, it in their house. controversy, yeah. So it wasn't yeah. technically Banner Night. No, no it wasn't, wasn't Banner Night and – yeah, it's it's actually happened more more recently or more frequently than than we think. It's just it's weird, but uh, yeah, no, I I can get behind uh, behind taking the Chiefs though. Okay, okay. So we have uh, four more games for us to choose. I'm gonna go with, you know, I like to pick these ones out. So uh, okay, that's that one. Okay, so this game will be fun for you, Niners. <laughs> Traveling to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh two and a half point home underdogs. Um, you know it's it's a it's a battle of two quarterbacks that people aren't really sure if they trust yet. Uh, you called them baby hands earlier, Kenny Pickett. Uh, I think I have to take uh, I think I have to take San Francisco to cover since it's a two and a half uh, two and a half spread. It's it's pretty easy to do that. Um. Yeah, I, I think they. Uh, I think they cover and win. This is great. We are going opposite again. I Love am going it. with Pittsburgh, even though these are probably my two least favorite teams in the NFL uh, <laughs> playing each other. But I am gonna go with the Steelers because I think Tomlin's gonna talk a lot about not, uh, you know, about being disrespected. So I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Uh, the old Steelers of this game, you know, just, you know, I, I want to see an angry Tomlin. I want to see him say, you know what? The, oh, nobody, nobody believes in us theory. That's what I want to <laughs> say. 
All right. The game you're most interested in this next coming weekend. Mm-hmm. Eagles at Patriots. Patriots four-point home dogs. Honestly, I'm surprised the number's that low. Uh, I I would have seen – I would have been completely accepting of seven. Um you know, it's like we talked about. It's the it's the first game of the new ish regime with with Bob back in uh, back in Foxborough trying to fix McCorkle, and um, you know, there's there's stories coming out that depending on who who you trust with the source, that Juju's uh, knee is you know on the verge of exploding. I don't really know how to take that. That is just the most terrifying thing I could even think of because. Yeah. Um, because I remember there was like a South Park episode where where Kyle got uh, oh, yeah. you know knees and he he went up to he was playing basketball and they literally exploded and it was just disgusting uh, and that's all I can envision when I think of these reports saying Juju's knee is gonna gonna blow. Uh, I believe his uh, father turned into a dolphin as well, so hopefully Juju's that, father is not. The, that might have been too. Yeah, uh, South Park has just always been weird. I love it. Um, <laughs> it's uh it's Tom Brady jersey or uh, appreciation day in uh, in New England. Uh they could have appreciated him more by giving him weapons and more money in in 2020, but I digress. Uh he I mean he was clearly on his way out. I understood, I get it. It's been beaten to death. I won't go into that anymore. I think, you know, there there's going to be a huge emotional boost in the stadium because of that. Uh, defense is going to be sneaky good this year. Uh, you know, our top three, top three corners, Jack Jones, uh, who only has to do a year of uh, probation, I think now, uh, now that gun charges have been dropped against him, <laughs> taking, uh, taking one to an airport and, uh, yeah, one year of probation and 48 hours of community service. So there you go. You and I, not so much because we're not very famous, but, that's okay. Uh, it helps my football team, so I'll allow the double standard this time. Uh, speak for yourself, by the way. I'm a podcast host. That's true. That's uh, you just walk in, you flash that courts and fields uh, card at, at the TSA, and they actually uh, give you first class instead of blacklisting you from the flight. So that's yeah. good. I like that. They let you fly the plane. So <laughs> they they put you on the extra fly list. Yes, that's true. Okay. They give you multiple flights at one time. Um, uh, four point spread. I see Philadelphia winning, but I, I can see New England covering. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I'm with you on that one. I think it's going to be a field goal game. Maybe even a, you know, Philadelphia ten point lead backdoor cover situation. But again, mm-hmm. I think uh, we talk about McCorkle. I think he's going to be a little better than people are going to give him credit for. This well, they, they, yeah, they set the bar for uh, for success really low with the with the dumpster fire that was last season. So, uh, not going to take a whole lot to surpass that. Just look like a you know, as long as the offense looks like a competent bunch of human beings and and not just eleven guys running around trying to do something. Um, yeah, the, this. I, I, look, I, I'm a homer. I will I will own it every single day of the week, and I will. Uh, I will stump for uh, for a ten win uh, wild card season from uh, from the Patriots. <laughs> Love to see it. Love to see it. <laughs> there, there's my uh, what's his face uh, Ursay impression. Ursay, yeah. Uh, so then that leads us to 
the game that I'm most interested to this weekend. Uh, Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks, five and a half point favorites at home. What say you, Kevin? I'm really surprised that that's another one. I'm surprised the number is that low. It's a, it's a home game. Uh, the the Rams, as we talked about, best offensive weapon, Cooper Cup, is out this week. Um, you know, I, I could see uh, – of course, we said something similar about the, the finale last year, and the Rams came in and annoyed their way into, uh, into that overtime game. So, uh, without Matt Stafford – or, I'm sorry, Matthew Stafford, because he's uh, so old and mature now uh, – <laughs> Yes, I, I could. You know, I I want to say it should. It, this also should have been more of a seven point spread, but uh, regardless of that, I, I can see the Seahawks winning and covering. Well, as a Seahawks fan, I am not scared of the Rams per se, but the Rams, as you admit, you use the great phrase there, annoyed their way to a <laughs> overtime, and that's five and a half points. That's a lot of points, Kevin. It's a lot mm-hmm. of points. McVeigh coaches well. I mean, I know Jeff Fisher is not there anymore. Jeff Fisher is not walking through that door. But man, I tell you, I, uh, I the Seahawks win, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's yeah, and I, and I think I'm undervaluing the the defense. You know, it's it's for some reason we we do that as as fans. We we look at offense and the sexy stats that that come from there and. You know, hard to hard to forget ninety nine lining up uh, across from across from the the offense and and remembering the torture that he's put on you guys in the in the last ten years. Well, there's that, and he also could be going. I I didn't see if Evan Brown's starting or if Olu Oluwatimi is starting. The uh, rookie center from Michigan who won the uh, I believe he won the he won the Lombardi last year. Uh, but, I mean, he's a very good center. Kind of, I guess, smaller arms, not the greatest athletic testing. Slipped in the draft. Hawks took him late in the draft. And, uh, I mean, to me, I don't know about you, I'd do baptism baptism by fire with this gentleman, to be honest with you, this year. Oh, yeah. Throwing, throwing anyone in their first professional startup again, Aaron, against Aaron Donald. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, you. You go ahead and have yourself a lovely day. Um, I, will, uh, I will watch from the sidelines as the, as the spectator I am and criticize you from afar for not doing better. See, and I'll tell you this. I would do it this year because you know what I would do if I was Carol? It's only going to get easier from here on out. That's right. You're going against... Am I being am I being crazy if I say the greatest defensive I mean maybe prisoner of the moment greatest defensive tackle of all time? I don't think so. No, I th- I think that's a, that's a really fair assessment. I mean, his he he's insane and you know, he's I mean, yeah, this year this offseason not so much. I, I remember last offseason there was a lot of talk of if he would retire or not. So, mm-hmm. uh I think he's decided to stick around, I guess. But yeah, I, uh, I just think it's, uh, I mean, that that's the stuff that scares me that, or, you know, I mean, Stafford's still talented now, granted, like you said, he's, he doesn't know his teammates. No, but you know, <laughs> who, who knows what the, uh, I just McVeigh, he's, he's a, uh, he's a tricky son of a gun. You know? He is. Yeah. And that's where, 
that's where I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not as easy as it as we perceive that it could be. But uh, I, I think. I, and it's the first game. There's always some kind of upset that first game, right? Or, That's and, true. And I'm not saying it'd be an upset, but I just mean, you know, that there's always games that are closer than you think they should be. Uh, last but not least, Kevin, a game that you will watch begrudgingly. <laughs> My Super Bowl champion, Buffalo Bills, versus the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 at the Meadowlands or whatever it's called. Uh, the, uh, what is it? MetLife Stadium. MetLife, yeah. Um, the Jets are two and a half point dogs at home. Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, it's, you know, your your Super Bowl champions against the uh, some people's preseason Super Bowl champions, uh, just for getting Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, this is, this is exactly why the Jets brought him in uh, was to get the, the primetime games, to get the, the big spotlight games. I just, you know, a uh, new, new team. Uh, how are, how are, and you know, how's everyone gelled together? How is, how is Garrett Wilson going to look? Um, yeah. I, I think with that low of a spread, I, I can see Buffalo winning and, uh, and covering on the road. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to go with the B I L L S. Bills, bills, bills. Um, <laughs> even if there is a little dysfunction with the team. But, yeah, it'll be a great week of football. Kevin, is there anything else that you want to add about this first week of the football season? No, it's just great to have football back. You know, uh, I, I – it's – yeah, this is, this is what we – we wait an entire spring and summer and – you know, suffer through baseball season, or I guess you know, use base, baseball season if you're a Mariners fan as a uh, as a, as an appetizer, or continue to to munch on uh, as you're as you're getting ready for a playoff push. And some of us are not. So yeah, it's uh, it's great to have football back, and uh, cannot wait for this to overtake my life for the next four months. Thanks again to Kevin Mendelson, and let's just root for, I mean, let's be honest, we're rooting for the Seahawks to go to the Super Bowl, but, you know, a Bills-Eagles Super Bowl isn't terrible compared to a, you know, I mean, come on. The Vikings in the Super Bowl, come on, Kevin. No, I'm just kidding. Who knows? That's what makes football great. It's like... I mean, the Bengals, when I was really young, Bengals went to a Super Bowl. They go to two Super Bowls. Another went to a Super Bowl, lost to Joe Montana. They were good with Boomer Esiason, but then they were kind of the laughing stock. Much like the Lions were, well, I guess still technically are because they didn't make the playoffs last year. But who knows? Now the perception of the Bengals has completely changed. It's Joe Burrow. Nobody thinks they're going to lose. I'm Tim Kelly. And this is Courts and Fields.